Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Canyas, and today I have with me Demi Hicks. And Demi is a longtime insurance leader and has been running her consulting company, BBH Consulting. How's it going today? Thank you for joining me. Hi, Tony. Good to be with you. Thank you for that. And I especially like hearing long-term leader. Uh, DBH Consulting has been in the insurance industry serving leaders since 1995. F fantastic. Um, and j just before we started recording, uh, you, you were talking about, about how your interest is really in, in the transformation that, that insurance is, is seeing. And, and especially in, in how leaders can navigate that, that transformation. And I, I've only been in the industry for 12 and a half years. And, and in, in that time, I've, I've seen just huge shifts. Uh, the entire birth of the insurtech side uh, and just huge shifts. And the more that I, that I, that I chat with, with leaders around the industry, and generally we're chatting about, uh, about their, their staffing and recruiting needs, but the, the more that I chat with leaders around the industry, the, the, the more that this, this idea that, that things have changed a lot more in the last five years than in the rest of their careers before that the, uh, then came up or, or comes up. So how, how so to tell, tell me about, how, how, about those, the transformations that you're seeing and, and, and how you're helping leaders get through it. Yeah, well, I think you, you know, you brought up two important aspects that leaders are dealing with today that I see. And my clients are CEOs of insurance organizations across the United States. Uh, but what I want to point out is that they were, when they started working with me, they were emerging CEOs. So they had not yet stepped into the C-suite. So that's a huge change and a huge transition all on its own. But Tony, you pointed out uh, InsuraTech, the emergence and what we've seen going on through InsuraTech, and it continues to be a force in our industry. And you also talked about recruiting and staffing. And when I talk to leaders across the country, whether it be on the carrier side or in the brokerage field, those are the things that they're talking about. Uh, but I would also add that they're talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion, too. That would be the third one that I would add there. And uh, so, you know, we live in a world today that, well, let me start, let me start before that. Change is not new to anybody. You know, if you're living, you're changing. If you're living, hopefully you're developing, you're expanding and you're evolving. If you're in an organization, if you're leading in an organization or if you're a professional in, in an organization, hopefully you are expanding and you are evolving. So change is not something that's new. And having said that, I would add that we live in a time where the complexity and the uncertainty is daunting. Uh, we live in a time with InsuraTech and with what's going on in staffing and recruiting that quite frankly, I would add, use the word daunting as well. And you're in that field, you know what leaders are facing. So when I'm working with a leader who is just stepping into their role or preparing to step into their role as a CEO, they have to ask themselves, who do they have to be as leaders uh, to be able to adapt, to be able to hold on to who they are 
to have the soft skills and to have the hard skills to be able to lead uh, through the change. And, and that's the way I spend my day. Uh, I, you know, I could go through, someone was asking me on Saturday night at dinner. So when a CEO comes to a client call, Demi, what do they generally ask you? And oh, by the way, today I work with as many women as I do male CEOs. And that's a nice Fantastic. thing to report. And that continues to grow and to change. So that's good. Um, but they said, what, how do, what does a session look like when a CEO, um, let's say a mature CEO, uh, comes to a session? And I said, the first question I ask is, what's up? So there is no preset agenda. You know, there is no preset curriculum, per se. And we can talk about that more later, if you want to, a preset curriculum. But it's what is going on in your life as the, as the CEO every day coming at you uh, that you're dealing with and what are you doing well? What's pushing on you? What are the challenges? What are your vulnerabilities? Um, where is your authenticity showing? Where are you holding it back? Um, so those are just a few of the sprinkles of the ways that I, that I deal with leaders and that I work with leaders. So the, so the main thing that the main things that that keep coming up are are this constant changing environment. Well, when you when you talk to 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 emerging CEOs, constant changing environment, uh, and the, the the recruiting side. I'm really curious. Obviously, it's the the side that I that I live in. I'm really curious on 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 the, on the recruiting side. Uh, are are you hearing uh, uh, the that that they're that they're seeing massive changes co compared to, to the way that they that they used to recruit and retain, say, ten years ago. Now, Tony, you know the answer to this question, but I'm going to answer it anyway. <laughs> so, and the answer to your question is yes, of course. You know, it has become a C-suite strategy, where it has become a CEO not just C-suite, but a CEO strategy when it was never necessarily uh, a C-level strategy before. Uh, so yes, it has made major changes and uh, CEOs recognize that if talent management is not at the top of their priority list, of their initiative lists on their probably their top two or three, that uh, they're behind the they're behind in in moving forward in their growth strategies. So their talent management, and that would include their recruiting, right? Their talent management has got to have the resources allocated to it, both intellectual, uh, culturally within their organization, uh, and financially uh, to support the growth the growth desire and the growth vision of their organization so now one thing that i that i am surprised to to hear is, is that is that before talent wasn't a a uh, ceo uh focus is it, it i i'm i'm gonna take a wild guess because so going before my my, my time i'm gonna take a wild guess that that 
there, there was an, an, an assumption of, of retention. Basically, as long as we're a decent place to work at, people are likely to stay for a long time. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, is sure. that what? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was just to say, is, is that what has really changed? Just the pe people are are less likely to 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 stay just because we're a good place to work at. Uh, people are, I think it depends on what area of the organization. I think there are probably areas of the organization where people are going to stay because they feel comfortable, they know it's safe, they know where they're at, and that might be more in um, middle, uh, uh, middle management parts of the organization. Uh, but you know as well as I do, being in the industry that you are, and you're a partner uh, with Goodwin, and I appreciate the organization that you work with, and you too, Tony, that uh, organizations uh, have put major resources, have applied major resources to their own internal uh, recruiting, as well as surrounding their own internal recruiting departments high level, we're talking about very high level people and they're going out and seeking uh, the counsel and the advice and the uh, resources of organizations like yours. Um, what, 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 what I've seen on the, uh, on the talent side. So, so part, part of what, what, what I do, I do the podcast, uh, the podcast, which, which is, usually C-level conversations, just small organizations. Uh, and, and then I do chat with Tony.com, which is career chats with, with uh, insurance professionals looking to make a move at, at all levels, but a, a lot of kind of low and, and, and mid-level people. Uh, and and the, the change in my world in the last couple of years that has been really amazing is, is the, 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 the demand from the talent for, for remote uh, within our industry and and, and in, the, in the rest of the of 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 the economy uh, remote happened with covid because it had to but banking and te and technology and consulting and other areas like that were were much more able to pull people back into the office than than we have been uh with 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 an insurance uh, yes. so i i'm i'm curious how how the c suite is, is reacting to this kind of behind closed doors. And of course, uh, generalizing in, what, in, what, in the conversations that you're having. Yeah. Well, I've, it depends on the organization and the culture of the organization and the sophistication of the CEO. So, um, you know, if you have a culture, if you've had a 135 year culture or more of uh, pre-COVID, in office uh, working, then it, and it's hard to change from that. And but what we've seen is employees standing up for themselves and saying, "We demand change. We want change." And so organizations respond to that by uh, creating the uh, working dynamic that work that is going to work for everybody. So behind there is no one size here, Tony, I would tell you that it really depends on the organization and how progressive they are. And if they're progressive, then they're very in tune with their culture, even if they have to change their culture to accommodate 
the, uh, the changes in what's going on in our society. And that's what the uh, sophisticated progressive CEOs are doing, even if some of them, you know, were kind of pulling back and not wanting to, they've leaned in and they've said, we're going to do this because it's the right thing for our, for our people. And if it's the right thing for our people, then it's the right thing for all of our stakeholders, for our community, for our clients, you know, for our organization as a whole. You, you talked about about how uh, you you come into each meeting with with one of the clients uh, 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 kind of with an open slate of what, what what's on your mind. But you, but you also mentioned that that you do have a pre uh, a, a curriculum that you that you can lean on. What 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 does that curriculum look like? So yeah, I refer to a curriculum because um, I actually uh, ha- uh, lead emerging leader groups and these emerging leader groups there are several kinds but the the one that's getting ready to launch in january is a c-suite emerging leader group and this is designed specifically for individuals of property and casualty or of uh, insurance brokerages not just property and casualty of holistic insurance brokerages who will be stepping up into the c-suite possibly in three, five, or seven or eight years. And these people come together and it's a 12 month program. And we do have a curriculum that we've set for that program. And we have asked to participate in that program. And by the way, the people who are engaged in this are in the top 100 uh, brokerage firms in the country. And uh, they, we have invited to engage in this CEO mentors, so seasoned CEOs, CEOs who have been there, they've done it, they're top of their class, to come in and to be mentors in this program over a 12-month period to this group of six. So that was the curriculum that I'm talking about, that I was referring to. And in that curriculum, Uh, We want to make sure that that this group has the opportunity to connect, step into the role of the CEO. Uh, We want to make sure that that this strengthens their leadership journey, but that that they also have the opportunity to, to expand themselves as individuals. And those are really the objectives of the program. But we focus on the fundamentals of being a CEO, vision, strategy, innovation. That's where your insuretech comes in. Talent management, leadership team. You know, if you were to step up in a year or three years even, what is that gonna look like? What are the things that you have to uh, be paying attention to? And as the leader of that group, this is my goal that if you, Tony, were to join that group as a young entrepreneur, uh, if you were to join that group and and you would look this way, and we actually do an assessment that is a DBH developed assessment, and uh, you look this way, at the end of 12 months, you look differently. You have a different knowledge set, you have a different experience set, 
you actually you've evolved and that evolution of you as an individual it actually shows and people can see it that's my objective as the group leader and, and um, i think you mentioned that that that, that uh those are uh, invite only um uh, is is it generally the 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 uh the, the company that the that that puts people on your radar to get invited for it, or or how do how do emerging leaders kind of get on your radar to to get invited? Uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you asking that question, and they are most of the are the the groups that I have uh, facilitated, led and facilitated, have been invite only, and they were the invitation of the CEO, a couple of CEOs coming to me and saying, Demi, will you form this group, <clears throat> and I said, yes, if you help, you know, if you'll participate as a mentor, we'll form this group together. So there's a lot of collaboration in it. And so they are invitation only. Uh, and we want to make sure that the people that are in the group fit, you know, that they're a good group to be together. Um, if, a if a group of six, Tony, uh, insurance professionals wanted to go through an emerging leader program specific to the insurance industry, which I think is important, by the way, uh, and that has elements of innovation and insure tech and talent management, all a part of it. Uh, I would say, reach out. Let's have a conversation. You never know what can happen by having a conversation. Okay, and, and you do one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching also, right? For, for uh, yes, that's most of my work is one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching with either emerging CEO or what generally happens is that emerging CEO then becomes the CEO and then we continue our coaching relationship. Sometimes Tony, as long as ten years or more. Excellent. So, so uh, what what's what's kind of kind of kind of the. The, the 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 minimum level are, are we talking uh people who who are svps in the organization or or kind of how how, how do you how do you how do you measure who might be a, a good candidate so a good candidate is someone who understands that they want to grow and develop and someone i would say who has uh if not the c-suite at the end of their plan um, who has who has aims? Who has very uh, significant, determined aims? And uh, it, it would be great if they had an organization that supports that. But if not, that's okay too. So it's hard to just put a title on it. You mm -hmm. know, uh, this particular group that launches in January. They range from presidents of a division of very large organizations. So, and they're the president of a, of a division to an executive VP of a very large division of the organization uh, to a senior VP and a board member. So they've got authority and responsibility now. And that's the, probably the thing to keep, keep in mind that they have authority and responsibility and their organization wants them to continue down the path of development. So, so they're existing people leaders right right, right now uh, who have uh, 
very high very high level uh objectives very 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 high, high level goals yes very much very much so they are they have a lot of authority a lot of responsibility they're very strong leaders right now so this is helping them step to the next level okay um and and what when And uh, for for a coaching relationship, what 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 kind of commitment are you you normally look for uh, once you do decide that you're a good fit for each other? So it's a strong commitment. So if you can't commit uh, to anything, don't do it, right? But yeah, so here's what like the three commitment. months, six months, or what 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 is yeah. the? Here's what the commitment looks like, and this will share the structure of the program. The commitment is uh, 12 months. Okay. And there are, and it's a hybrid program. It has two face-to-face, -face, one that starts, starts the program, one face-to-face -face that ends the program, and then three months of individualized coaching on the back end. And um, uh, then, so face-to-face -face in the beginning, face-to-face -face in the end, those are all-day sessions, then virtual sessions in between each session with a different theme that's a part of the curriculum, with a different theme and a different mentor. That mentor is either going to come from the CEO bench that I described to you earlier, or that, uh, that guest, special guest is going to be someone that I have gone to, probably from an insurance carrier, And I have asked the CEO of that insurance carrier if they would uh, allow someone from their organization to be a presenter in our program. And that's going to be a very high level person. Okay, so that, 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 that is significantly more in-depth mm -hmm. than anybody else I, I have uh, had on the podcast that, 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 that does coaching. Uh, so so I, I love that. I, I love the the... the In person, beginning and end, and and the multiple mentors throughout all, all of them high level leaders in the in the industry, definitely unique uh, with within yeah. our industry. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that, Tony, and and thank you. I you know a lot of time and energy has gone into thinking through, but this is a tried and true program. The the program that we're getting ready to launch in January has been successful. Uh, multiple times over, over the course of the last 12 years. And each of the alumni in the program actually has a participant in this program going off in January, which I think speaks volumes. Uh, and they are CEOs of their firms and they're running the biggest and the best uh, brokerages in our country today. F fantastic, very, 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 very interesting. Uh, I, I, I'm always curious about kind of people's backstories. Uh, how, 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 how did you end up in insurance originally? <laughs> so how does everybody else answer that question? By accident, basically. Right. Everybody, yeah. That's exactly right. I, and it, interestingly, uh, you know, I got out of school and one of my mentors said, Hey, Demi, Do you need a job? And I did, but he was in the technology sector of the insurance industry. And so I started in, in technology and they were installing automation systems in brokerage firms. 
So I would go into brokerage firms and I learned about the brokerage environment. And I thought that is the coolest thing. Uh, you know, the, the way that they cared about their clients and the way that they all worked together and the way they were so much a part of their community. Now, that was a very, very long time ago. Uh, uh, but so much hasn't changed in terms of what I just said. And that is that commitment to, uh, to risk management and how that risk management plays and protects a client and, uh, and being a part of the community and doing so much service work for their communities. That's what I love about our industry is how much the insurance industry serves in so many ways, not just through uh, protecting assets and risks, but uh, in actual service work in communities. Perfect. And uh, I, 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 I want to point out for the listeners that on, on your website, uh, demihicks.com, you've got a list of, of uh, recommended books. Uh, yes. So, so definitely ch check, check that out. Uh, and uh, when, when, the, when the podcast goes live, I, I will tag both you and uh, the, co the company on, on, on LinkedIn. Uh, thank you very much for, for, for your time today and for, for sharing with us uh, what, what you're doing. Like, like, like I said, it, uh, as far as I have ran into a completely unique uh, offering uh, within our industry. Well, thank you, Tony. I appreciate you for inviting me to be here with you today. I appreciate all that you do for our industry. Uh, you are truly an innovator and putting it out there. So keep on keeping on. Thank you very much.